and peace to God's people this morning. Can we give God a hand praise for our young people? I say, can we give God a hand praise for our young people in the house of the Lord? We're so thankful, we're so grateful that the Lord has blessed them from the front to the back. Uh, Zoe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased, that's my daughter. I thank God for her praying this morning. When I asked her to do it, she looked at me like I was crazy. She said, you want me to do what in front of them? I said, yeah, baby girl, you pray all the time. But it's, the, it's in the place of, of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, that we get to cultivate all of the things that God has given us. So we're, we're just grateful. Thank God for Brother David Morris. Thank God for him being bold enough to read the scripture this morning. And I know mom had to coerce him a little bit and get him there. But you know what? You did an amazing job, David. You did an amazing job. And we just thank God for you this morning. And Sister Keziah for that, that solo. Let's praise God for her. Talking about the goodness of God. God being good and how his, the word says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I'm just so grateful. Thank God for Youth Sunday this morning. I'm thanking God for all of you that are in the building in person. This morning, can you give yourselves a hand? And those that are watching online, we know that everybody's not back in the building, but we appreciate you for coming online with us, and we thank God for you. And now we're going to get to one of the best times, the best time of the service. Uh, this morning, I just want to introduce to you a man of God after God's own heart. I thank God for this man of God. I thank God that, that he... Has, has, has moved and has worked through adversity. I thank God that he is an example. I tell you, at some of the lowest points in my life, some of the lowest points in ministry, uh, he called and he encouraged me. He encouraged me to keep going. He told me to keep going, keep your head down, keep praying, keep going, and that God hears you. And um, I, I'm, I'm just so grateful and I'm just so thankful that God will put people in my life strategically to do that. I want to take a, just a very brief second just to honor God. If you can, could you stand and honor God for his wife, uh, Sister Jessica Finger, such an amazing woman of God. Let's, let's honor, let's make them feel good while you're still standing. They have two amazing teenagers, and they are, they are taking the word of God to the teens and the young people in a way that teens and young people are receptive. They lead what's called quarantine worship. It was birthed out of the place of us being in COVID protocol and locked down in certain ways. But let's honor Hannah and John John this morning. Thank you. And we love you. God sees you, John. God sees you, Hannah. So at this time, the word says that that, that a brother loves and and, and, you know, and, and that we are, and by brothers and, and, and by, by the faith, we're, we're born for adversity to go through certain things. But I just want to uh, welcome my brother in the faith, a man of God that is, is going through. He's currently going through, but he's still pouring out. Going through, but still pouring out. And it's, it's, his pastor is, is watching over him. Uh, John and Jess are working as uh, assistant pastors in Zion's, Zion Temple, 
and they are working uh, tirelessly, and we just thank God for them. But as he pours out today, I pray that God will pour back into him. He's going to, I'm pretty sure he's going to give you some of his story, but at the same time, look at what God will do if you will surrender yourself to his will. So at this time, without further ado, I just want to invite your attention to my brother, one of the best that I know, best men, encouragers that I know, Minister, Elder, Assistant Pastor Jonathan Finger. Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated. You may be seated. I'm so humbled to be here at Grace Apostolic Church. This church has been a blessing down to me through the years. I've had so many youth services here. And, uh, you know, my mom and my dad, they had their funerals was here. And uh, it's y'all just been such a blessing. Give an honor to your, your pastor, Bishop Pendleton. My friend always has a kind word for me. Give an honor. Sister Shaw, Shaw's always helped me, you know, every time I had events here. And the staff, the Grace Apostolic staff, y'all just been so awesome. Give an honor to your youth leader, my friend Elder Eric Shaw. God bless you, you and your lovely wife. And uh, I saw my friend here uh, when my father's funeral was here. I was so, uh, so pitiful. I was uh, sitting up here crying like a big baby. And uh, Sister Shaw had to pray for me. But the uplift my moment that day, uh, it was my friend Joshua Shaw. He came down, he talked to me, and he just melt, melted my heart. And I, I forgot all about the funeral, and I just started smiling. So he came to me inquisitive. He said, uh, he said, what happened to your leg? I said, well, you know, I didn't share the candy. That's what I tell kids. I didn't share the candy. I hoarded it all for myself. I said, do you share the candy? He said, well, I'm not allowed to eat candy. I said, that's good. Midway through the service, of the, of the funeral, he came back to me and he had some candy for me. And he said, here's some candy for you. Don't eat it all. <laughs> and it just touched my heart. I'm, so, I'm just so thankful. It's, it's, it's amazing what sometimes so, how God can use different people, regardless of what the age, to just be a blessing to you. Give an honor to my lovely wife. We're coming up on 20 years. 20 years of marriage. Thank you so much. She is uh, definitely the rock in our family. She keeps us together, keeps us focused. She fusses at us. Everybody in the house, I mean, they all be running this stuff from her. But she keeps us all together, and she's just really the glue that keeps us all together. Thank God for my kids, John, John, and Hannah. John, John is 17. Hannah is 16. And I'm so thankful because I have some good kids. I could, you know, I mean, they really, I can tell they really do love me even though they may be putting on, I don't know, but I can tell they really do love me. And they really are some good kids. I was going to have them to do something today, but since I'm so, so busy, don't worry about it. Y'all okay? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Because I, I saw so y'all was also, I, was, I, I asked them to do some things today, but I said no. It's so, uh, no, it, no. Yeah, you sure? Well, I'm going to have Hannah first come and just give some encouraging words to the young people. She runs a thing called Quarantine. And then after her, I'm gonna have my son sing a song selection, if y'all don't mind. Praise the Lord, everybody. Sorry, I get a little stage fright and I always shake a lot. 
But good morning. I'm happy to be here today. Tonight we will have quarantine worship. Um, usually do it at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Um, if you have Instagram, I don't know if you guys have that. But my mom has Facebook too. She posts about it. But if you have Instagram, hit us up at quarantine worship for all the information. But I just wanted to give a quick encouraging word. It's very important nowadays to remember that God's love, it truly never fails. I think sometimes as human, our brains, it's so hard to comprehend how deep his love can go, but truly know that his love will never fail no matter what you do, no matter what you've done or will do in the future. No people, no other religion, not your parents, not your friends, nobody can separate you from God's love. And it's so easy to get caught up in the world and make so many mistakes. I make mistakes every day. I get mad, I kick myself, I say, Hannah, you, uh, come on girl, you done did it again. And it's so easy to make so many mistakes, but you have to remember that God's love, those mistakes won't pull you from that love. His everlasting love, you will have hope in God, but in the world you will have tribulation. But you have to remember that God was in the same very world and he overcame every bit that we go through every day. So you have to remember that if God can do it, so can we because he's in us. His spirit lives within us continuously. So anytime you feel weak, anytime the devil is prouncing around you, telling you to do this, to go that way, listen to that song, go to that person. Anytime the devil is tempting you, remember that God's strength lives within you every day. So just call on his name because he's a very present time and helps. So I just want to say that, that God's love, you can't detach from it. Whether you like it or not, God's love is forever in you. Good morning, Grace Apostolic. Can everyone um, real quick give a hand clap of praise for God? He woke you up today. He let you still be able to see another day. He gave you a right mind on today. So just give him that time of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Um, so yesterday, my parents asked me if I wanted to sing a song. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, uh, okay. So I started praying to God. I started asking, okay, God, what type of song you want me to sing? You know, because I want to sing anything that's not from him. So I was asking, just the song came to my mind, The Best in Me from Marvin Sapp. How, how good is it that God still sees the best in us? Even when there's so much bad, so much sin, that he says, I see your sin, I see your badness, but if you come to me, and if you ask for forgiveness and repentance, I can still use you. And that's, that's just marvelous, that's incredible to me. So yeah, also when I'm singing, I want you to be singing along too because what you see, speak and what you say over your life has power over you, what you sing, what you say, whatever. So if you're singing that song over your life, a lot of people sing a lot of negative songs, but if you sing a positive song, then what kind of impact it has on your life? So yeah, as I'm singing, I want you to be singing along too, but yeah. He saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see the worst in me. saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see the worst in me oh said said he's mine and i'm his 
It doesn't matter what I did For he only sees me for who I am Oh, said he's mine and I am his It doesn't matter what I did For he only sees me for who I am saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see the worst in me Hallelujah. Oh, said he saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see worst in me trying to serve the Lord, and uh, my kids, I am, I am in awe sometimes at their passion for the Lord. It's nothing to hear him three, four o'clock in the morning praying, or I, it was weird one day, he was downstairs praying, and Hannah upstairs was worshiping, and I was like, I was just in awe. And the part that's amazing to me is when I was their age, I mean, I'm just confessing, I was sleeping in church. 
pretty much. I was asleep. I didn't wake up until I was about 18, 19 to really develop a passion for the Lord. So just to see God using them at such an early age, it's just a blessing. And uh, we got to encourage our young people because they're fighting through so much. And, uh, you know, working with young people has definitely been a passion for me. I was allowed to serve in my church really for 12 years as president of the young people. So we've seen a lot. And I'm just, I'm just always been a fighter and a cheerleader for young people, especially when it comes down to church. And I, just, I mean, just to see Kazai, oh, my God. I seen her when she was like a little bit. She was like a little three, four-year-old. But you know what? The one thing I got to say is her mother, and I hope I ain't pump you up too much, took her everywhere. Every convention, every revival, every service. And that's what we got to do. We can't just think, you know, just bringing our kids to just Sunday service is enough. Sometimes we have to take them to other services where they can see other young people and passionate for the Lord and on fire. We have to encourage them in that way. My parents took me everywhere. There was no, I couldn't go. I had to go. And my mom, she didn't sit in the back. She sat on the second row of every church. And when she was up there clapping, she was looking at me, put them hands together, boy, get the clapping in church. I couldn't sit there and be cute. But we needed that. That's what we needed. And it kept us on fire. And when you see your parents on fire for the Lord and passionate about church, it puts a fire in you to say, hey, this is what we do. You know, we got parents complaining about church and talking about the saints. That don't go over too well. I'm going to leave that alone. But you're supposed to speak well of everybody and, and, and love what you're doing. So let us go to the word. Luke 18. We're going to go to Luke 18. It's in the New Testament. Luke 18, we're going to start at the first verse. If you have it, say, I have it. Uh, we got a few. We're going to wait for the others. Luke 18, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke 18, if you have it, say I have it. Oh, we can rock and roll with that. I was starting at the first verse. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that man ought to always to pray and not faint saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him? Though he bear long with them, I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. For thought, and help me preach a little bit, turn to your neighbor and say, you got it. And if it looked like they didn't receive it, turn to somebody else and say, you got it. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now. We come as humbly as we know, God. Thank you for bringing us together one more time. Meet us, Lord. Feed us encourage us, strengthen us right now. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. 
We bind you right now. You have no authority over the servants. But Father, do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You got it. In the Bible, well, let me start here. When I first got saved, I got saved when I was 19. The notion then was, or what I was hearing folk were saying then, people who I respected, is that God don't talk that much. That's what was going around then. And I, and I gave weight to it because I was looking at the individuals who were talking, and I valued their opinion. But I came to realize that was flawed. God, whether you know it or not, loves to talk. We find him in Genesis, the first chapter, talking every day. What's amazing about it, you find him from day one through five, he's at least talking once. But by day six, he's talking so much because now he's created somebody that he can talk to. Adam and Eve knew the voice of the Lord. Abel knew the voice of the Lord. Cain knew the voice of the Lord. One of the first things when you first get saved that you need to learn is hearing the voice of the Lord. It's not in how you dress. It's not in knowing one of the services. It's not in forming to the structure of what we call church where you kind of like checking off the bells and the whistles. But one of the first things you need to know is how to hear the voice of the Lord. You know, sometimes we, 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 get, we make it so curious and so mystical in hearing the voice, but it's amazing how clear we hear the devils. The devil tell you to cuss that person out or fight them or, or, or do bad to them, and we hear that. I remember one time, Hannah, I, this is a story some time ago, she was about three or four. She was at the top of the stairs and she was crying, and we was like, why are you crying? Oh, John John is asleep and the devil is telling me to put my foot in his face. It's amazing how that voice is so clear, but when it comes down to hearing the voice of the Lord, we act like we can't hear that. But he's talking to us. We hear, we hear him tell us how to fast, and we say, no, that must be the devil. I don't feel like fasting. The devil wouldn't tell you how to fast. The devil wouldn't tell you about treating somebody nice. The devil wouldn't tell you to put money in your hand to bless somebody's heart. But that's God in his subtle way talking to you. And that is a voice that must be developed because it establishes relationship. Abraham, he knew the voice of the Lord, and he walked out and followed him, and he was a champion of faith. Here it is. When we look at this scripture of what we're talking about, Jesus is saying, man, is to always pray and not faint. He's telling us that we should have a continual mind to pray, even though we don't see the answer that we're looking for yet. Continue in prayer. Don't give up. Sometimes we think we just pray one time. Sometimes you have to keep on praying until you get an answer from the Lord. That's the key part about it is getting an answer from God. And here it is. You see that this widow woman comes to an unjust judge. When you look at it from a biblical perspective, judges was in the Bible since the Old Testament. 
Moses, he was the first biblical judge. And not only did they deal with religious matters, but they dealt with your natural matters too. Before Moses was the judge, God was the judge. He judged the people. Then Moses took it upon himself to be the judge, but in that he had to get wisdom. His father-in-law saw how he was judging the people, and he came to him and he said, man, what you doing? You're about to wear yourself out. He said, and he gave him instruction. The instruction that he gave him is over here in Exodus, the 18th verse, 18th chapter, the 20th verse, and 24th verse. He said, and thou shalt teach them ordinance and laws, and shall show them the way wherein thou must walk, and the work that thou must do. This is, this is him giving him instruction on how to pick out judges. And he goes on to say, Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all sessions, seasons, and it shall be that every great matter thou shalt bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge, so shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. That judge operated as far as giving order to the people. There may be times that there may be discrepancies amongst the people, and they will come to the judge, and they feared God, and they gave rulings over matters. Not only that, they were spiritual leaders. They were the leaders before the kings came. But here you see the widow woman is dealing with a situation and she's coming to the judge, but he's an unjust judge. Don't fear God and don't have respect for man. But she keeps coming. What was in the tenacity of this widow woman that she didn't let know or she didn't let the resistance from the unjust judge hinder, but she kept on coming? There are times where you don't just go to God once, but you keep coming. You keep going because you want to get an answer for your situation. And that's the one thing about it. We have made faith to be so mystical and so, so convoluted that it seems like we can't attain it. But it's reachable. Here it is. When you look at the scripture where it says uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Some folks have taken that word, word to be logos, which means the written word of God. But when you look at that word, and when you look it up in the Strong's, it's rhema, which means it's the utterance out of the voice, out of the mouth of God. So the thing about it is, in your situation of what you're going through, you got to get a word for your situation. I made a mistake, and I'm being honest. I trusted God because I was just going off the logos. And it's nothing, it's, it's the, the, the issue with that is when you look at the word of God, it is the resume of God to show you what he can do. And it builds up faith in you to trust him. But the part about it is, it does, not dis dis it does not take away from the fact of you need to find out a word for the situation that you're going through. And that's where the relationship comes in. It comes into the point that when you're going through whatever you're going through, when you pray, you find out what is the answer for what you're going through now. 
Sometimes we go in and we say we see a word and we say, I'm standing on that word. And I understand that you're trying to stand upon that word. But what that word that you're standing on in the Bible is building up a faith to trust him. But it doesn't take away from the fact of what is the word for the situation you're going through. And the one thing about it, when God speaks to you, when God opens up his mouth, and utter a word to you, it comes with faith. Because now you can stand on and say, this is what God said for my situation. David, he had victories and he won in battles and he had a word from the Lord. But when the next battle came, he went back to find out, well, what do I do in this situation? He didn't discount the fact to say, well, God gave me a word the first time and I'm just going to stand on that. No, he went back to find out what is the fresh word for the situation. And that's the one thing about sometimes we want to box God in. I think God got to come a set way or we want to give him an idea for how to bring us out. Let me tell you something. God will always outthink you. Oh, let me tell you something. The, 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 the devil, the devil didn't see the full manifestation of what Jesus was. He didn't see that Jesus was the answer. If he knew, he would have never put in a plan to kill Jesus. But he does not know the plan because at the end of the day, God will always outthink you. Here it is, when you look at this woman, she had a tenacity and she kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And the judge said within himself, you know what, if I don't answer this woman, she's going to just keep bothering me. And he acted with justice for her situation. And Jesus goes on to say, well, what about the Lord? He knows how to avenge the elect. What about the Lord? I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care if you're dealing with health problems, financial problems, marital problems, family problems. God got an answer for your situation. But your ear has to be developed. I'm not talking about your natural. I'm talking about your spiritual ear. Some, you know, I would, love, I, would love, I, would, I would love, I would love to hear an audible voice from the Lord. But you may not hear that. But he speaks to your spirit. My mother, she used to tell me all the time, she said, if you pray 30 minutes, then sit down 30 minutes. If you pray 30 minutes, then get quiet for 30 minutes and let them talk. We do all the talking in prayer. Oh, we talk the Lord's ear off. And some of y'all got friends right now, you will not pick up the phone because they talk your ear off. So after you finish talking and telling him about your situation, which he already knows, sit down and find out what is the answer that he has for your situation. And I'm going to challenge you this week. I'm going to challenge you in your prayer life this week. As you pray every day, I want you to add one sentence to the end of your prayer that's going to get you to the point where you're going to start hearing from God. Add this one sentence. If you've got to write it down, write it down. I want you to say, Lord, 
What do you want me to do today? Real simple. Lord, what do you want me to do today? And guess what? He's going to start talking. And it's funny how he has been talking to us, but if our ear has not been trained to hear the frequency, we'll miss it. Even right now, words are traveling through the air. You can't see it. You can't hear it. But if you get a radio and tune to that frequency, you'll hear it. Well, down on the inside, you have to get your spiritual ear tuned to hear the frequency of the voice of God. And when you do that, now you're in relationship. Abraham could hear, and he followed the instructions of the Lord, and he was considered a friend of God. We should be considered friends of God. And guess what? Your faith is going to get stronger when you're going to be used by him. The Lord is coming back soon, but he don't want an immature bride. He's not coming for a little girl. He's coming for a grown woman that knows how to operate. And the church has got to get to the place where we know how to operate. It's cases after cases after cases where the church got to stand up and show the power of the kingdom. You got cases on your job, cases in your family, cases in your neighborhood, and you got to step up and be used by him. We are so selfish. We get saved and we get into this routine of trying to just maintain our salvation. We got to get beyond just maintaining our salvation. We got to get to the point where God is fully using us. I was heard a story of a, it was a lady and she was saved. And she was known in her neighborhood that the Lord used her. To the point that folk would come knocking on her door because they wanted her to pray for them because they knew she can get the word through. You should be known by your community. You should be known by your family. You should be known by everyone you come in contact with that you know how to get in touch with God and get an answer for their situation. We love to just say, I'm going to bring you to church so you can see my pastor. I want you to bring you to church because I want you to see one of the ministers and they can pray for your situation. No! You got power. After the Holy Ghost should come, this is what Jesus said, you shall have what? Power. You got power. You got anointing. God wants to use you. But you have to get in touch and turn the faith on. And you know, some, some, I've seen some folks get into this cycle of chasing, trying to build up their faith like a loop. I had loved ones that I dearly love. They was chasing, trying to build their faith. But the day you got saved, 
God gave you his faith. Oh, y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't believe me. Galatians number 5, 22nd chapter, deals with what? The fruit of the Spirit. The fifth or sixth attribute of the fruit of the Spirit is faith. When you spoke in tongues and God filled you with his spirit, he put his faith down on the inside of you. But you got to use what you got. You got to believe in what's down on the inside. And that's the one thing about it. The devil is scared of you. Because if you get to the point where you realize what you already got, he don't have control over you. Demons are shaking, hoping you never wake up. They're screaming, hoping you never come to the truth of who you are. But God is shining down in every dark pit down on the inside of you, trying to climb out, trying to speak, trying to work. You should get annoyed when you hear loving ones are sick and they're dying. Go pray about them. I'm sitting up in a situation right now. You're talking about how I'm going through certain things. Yes, I am. You know, they say diagnosed me with kidney disease, so I've been going through dialysis. And I go at night, eight hours. Can't sleep. Ain't that weird? Now, I can sleep in the car. I can sleep at home. But I get there and I can't sleep. And you know what I find myself doing? Praying about them, about the people that's in there, the workers, the other people on dialysis. I'm praying. Because you know what? God got us in certain situations to take over. He says, occupy till I come. Occupy means invade, take over, establish. That's our goal. When, he, when we got saved, I would have loved if he saved us and took us out of here. But he saved us and left us here to occupy, invade, take over. You got demons on your job? Occupy. You got demons in your home? Occupy. You there. You're the light with the power down on the inside. Use what you got. You don't let no demon run up on you. You chase the demon away. You don't let nobody manifest and just start speaking out. You better plead the blood of Jesus. But you got to use what you got. And that's the thing about it is we have all this power. We have all this on the inside and we barely use it. When you die and you lay it here in the front of the church, the only thing we're going to say we miss is your cake, your fried chicken, your potato salad. That's it. That's all you're going to be known for. Oh, she really knew how to make us laugh. That's it? No, 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 no. What souls are waiting for you to manifest? The Bible says creation is groaning for the manifestation 
of the sons of God. There are people waiting on you to deliver them. Goodness gracious. There are family members waiting on you to go into that territory and pull them out of darkness. My father was in a, a nursing home rehab facility. And it's amazing how people want to tell in their life what they're thinking about. He said he, it would be people in there crying. And he would go to them and say, what you crying about? I know I'm going to hell. You done lived all your life, and now you're in a situation, and you feel like you can't get out. My question to you is, who are you in contact with now that's waiting to get the word from your mouth? Who do you know that's bound, waiting on you to pray with them? Waiting on you to compel with them. And the way this world is going, they need us. It's getting darker and darker. And we are the light. We have to go and compel. Compel means pull on, drag, pull them out. And you know what they're going to say after they get delivered? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling me every day. Thank you for praying with me every day. I didn't want it, but thank you. My father said one time he was talking to a friend of his when he first got saved. And he was talking to him about salvation. And the guy was rejecting him. He didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't, wasn't vibing. But another guy heard it that was standing by. My father said years later he was visiting the church and he saw the guy. He said, man, what you doing here? He said, when you was talking to so-and-so, I heard everything you said. He said, it put a spark down in me, man. I had to find out what's going on in my life and get it straight. We are, you know, sometimes it seems like we're wasting our time when we're talking to people. But you got to keep on persevering. You got to keep on talking because you'd be surprised how the Lord is using you to help somebody. It's not always let me bring them to church. Sometimes you got to sow a seed while they're still out there. Talk to them. Talk to them. And you know what? The more you hear from God, the more he wants to talk to you. Not only that, your faith begins to get perfected and get stronger. Next thing you know, you're going to find yourself getting bold. And guess what? When you get bold and God is really using you and, and the power is really manifesting in you, demons will scream when they see you. Oh, yeah, they'll howl out. Ah, you be like, yes, here go another one. Here go another one. I'm about to get you out of here today. How in the world you going to let demons rage in your home, in your kids, in your spouse? No way. No, 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 no. You going today. How you going to let demons raise on your You got a boss as a demon. And you going you gonna to work in that environment? No. We go in and invade. They go, I ain't going nowhere. You going. You got to go today, buddy. Children, how you going to let devils bother you at school? Bullies. Uh-uh, we going to pray over you. 
Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to pray over you today. You're going to get right today. And they'll bother everybody else but you. Power. Power. On the inside, waiting to come out. But if you don't know, if you're not manifesting, if you're not working it, you're living beneath your privilege. Because at the end of the day, you already got it. It ain't nothing to search for. It ain't nothing to look for. But you got to believe in what you got and use it. And sometimes we want to look at the situation that we're going through and cry, poor pitiful me. But after you cry your poor pitiful you, look at your God and how big he is and how big he is over your situation. And some things may change and some things may not change. And if they don't change, God will give you the grace to go through it. But for the most part, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to fully be open to let him move. As much as we want God to be aggressive and just pull us out, there's a part where we have to get a th- give him authority to do it. You're holding him back. We say, we say God can do anything. No, he can't. You can hold him back. Oh, you don't believe me. Y'all don't y'all believe me. As much as he wanted to bring the children of Israel into the promised land, the first group, they held him back. He was hot. Boy, he was hot. Unbelief. God can't work with that. Jesus was in his own town. Now, he, every other town, he healing everybody. Jesus in his own town because they looked at him and said, ain't that the carpenter's son? Ain't that Joseph's son? Mm, I don't know about that. He couldn't do many miracles as much as he wanted to. And what about us? What about us? As much as we need him to do for us, have we fully given over to him to let him do it? Or is there some unbelief? Is there something hindering down on the inside of you? Here it is. You go to the doctor. They tell you what's going on. Depression kick in. Doubt kick in. But sometimes, this is what I practice now when I'm, something comes my way. Get quiet. Don't run your mouth. Get quiet and start thinking about how great is your God. And when you think about that, there's a part where you can get victory. Victory is not always when you come out. Victory first starts by you still going through. If you got victory while you in the problem, then the devil don't have you. If you could sing and praise God while you are going through, you got the victory already. And guess what the devil says? I didn't do everything at them. And they still got to praise? They still want to lift them up? Man, I'm going to leave them alone. It's a waste of my time. Have y'all noticed praisers? They always smiling. Have you noticed that? The ones that's always shouting. Y'all ever seen Sister Carol? Always smiling. She's a praiser. I've seen that at every church. Every council, every convention. Them praisers, they always smiling. The grumpy ones, they don't clap. Just being honest. 
The mean ones, I ain't seen them hickam Shonda. I ain't seen them singing no songs, nothing. They just sit there judging. Why they doing all that jumping? Don't they know I'm going through? Why don't they sit down somewhere? You got a problem. You got a problem. Because when you praise him, this is what he said. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You come in here depressed, get to praising him. Clap your hands. Sing a song. Get to dancing. You're going to walk out with some joy. Because when God comes down, he's going to bring it with him. <laughs> he dwells in the midst of what? So you up here going through a situation, bound, can't get delivered. Come in here praising him. When he come down, he's going to bring the blessings. He's going to bring some joy. He's going to bring some deliverance. That's the first thing we taught you. When you came up here seeking the Holy Ghost, what they tell you? Open up your mouth and give God some praise. You was bound, perplexed, didn't know how to get out. And you was up here talking about hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Then you started liking it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Guess what? Deliverance came. And when you spoke in tongues, you were smiling at everybody, hugging everybody, loving everybody. You got it. The answer to your problem, you got it. But work what you got. Stop walking around here defeated like you don't know how to come out. You know how to come out. Get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. Get down on your knees and you keep praying. And you keep praying till you get a word from the Lord. And he's going to speak. He's going to speak. He might wake you up in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. It's not to get up and go get a sandwich. No, write down what he's talking to you. He's going to speak. It's amazing how the Lord talks to us sometimes. It's, the, it's some weird times because I'm getting up thinking I got to go to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. He's talking. Are you talking now? He's talking. He's talking. He's talking. And let, let me tell you, what my former pastor used to tell me, keep a pen and a pad by your bed. Because when he talk, you might have to write it down. It's some good stuff. It's deliverance. It's encouraging. It's the answers you've been looking for. And guess what? He wants to help you in every aspect of your life. It ain't just spiritual. He help you natural. Kids, you may, may have a problem at school. Don't know how to figure out calculus or algebra. He knows. <laughs> he knows. You and your job. Y'all dealing with different situations, don't know the answer for it. He knows. You look at Joseph. Joseph's business mind for Egypt was off the chart. I mean, to the point I was watching the History Channel uh, some time ago, and they was, they was looking at the dooms that was created back in Egypt. Joseph, that was Joseph. God gave it to him. They don't, some of the stuff, they don't even know how to duplicate to this day. It was Joseph. He wants to help you with every aspect of your life. When he saved you, it wasn't just to save you from sin. It was to give you victory in every aspect of your life. Talk to him, but let him talk back. Talk to him, but let him talk back. Don't let him come back 
and you're not ready. You just immature bride, don't know how to operate, don't know how to help somebody get delivered, don't know how to help somebody get healed, don't know how to help somebody get an answer from the Lord. God wants to use you, and you don't have to have a title. You don't have to be elder so-and-so, prophet so-and-so, bishop so-and-so. That's the one thing that's amazing about the early church. When I say early, I'm talking early 1900s. It was regular people operate. Brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, but had a relationship with God to get a prayer through. We're so selfish. We'll come here. I, I saw it on the board. Y'all have early morning prayer. Probably have all night prayer. And we pray so much about ourselves. Crying all night long. Lord, help me, Jesus. I can't make it through. Lord, help me. Help me. I'm going through. You see my money? I need more money. You see my wife? She crazy. You see these kids driving me up the wall? Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. We spent half the night crying. There's so much that we can pray for to help somebody else. There's so many cases. We're not lacking in cases. We're not lacking in cases. So sometimes we come all night prayer. We don't know what to pray for, so we sleep half the night. But there's so many cases we can pray for. But God is using you. He uses man. Because he gave dominion to this earth to man. And man has to utter out of his mouth to get him to work and move. That's why he uses us. First chapter of Genesis, he gave dominion to man. And he did that before salvation. Man got dominion. But you have to yield your dominion to the will of God so that he can move. That's how he operates. That's why, that's why Jesus had to come as a man. Because dominion was given to a man. And why Jesus came as a man, because pretty much he, God had to operate underneath the jurisdiction that he had set up. So your faith allows him to operate and move like he wants to. It's almost like he's sitting back like, man, I've been waiting for y'all to let me do move. i am just been waiting, just been waiting, just been waiting. That's, and it's funny how he lets situations come in our life to stir us up. You be crying, why me, Lord? Why? It seems like I can't get it going. Guess what? You're praying now. He's stirring you up. When everything's going good, man, we have a ball. Sometimes we're we not praying like we should. We're not doing what we should. But go through. You had every service, every revival, every convention, all night prayer, mid-morning prayer. You're trying to, trying to get the Lord to move. That's how we do. 
But there's a part where I want you to reconcile down on the inside. There's nothing you have to work for. Use what you got. The faith of God is on the inside. Use what you got. Don't run from no situation. Run to it. Oh, yeah. Why not? Sometimes you have to learn by mistakes. Well, I won't do that one no more. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see that demon? Speak to him. Tell him you got to go. You got, you, got to, you got to move. You can't stay up here and put the blood on him. Don't sit there passing. You see him, you see him manifest in the restaurant. Oh, I'm getting out of here. They let the crazies out today. I'm out of here. No, you got the power. You got the power. You see somebody crying going through. What's going on? Can I pray with you? Why not? And you'd be surprised. The Lord would use you for that situation. I remember one night I got a call. And uh, some friends came to get me, and they said, uh, hey, we're going to find so-and-so tonight. I said, oh, okay. All right, we're going to find him. We was looking for this person. We found him. And I felt compelled. I said, I said let's pray. We out on the street. And we started praying for him. And this is what he said. He told my pastor, he said, he said, he said, I was bound. He said, but when they got to praying, deliverance came. Now, when you're going through it, as much as we want to see lightning or some validation, it may not come. I'm carnal. I'm just being honest. I, I, I would love to see the chair shake or, or, the, or some, something move to validate that God is in this. I was in, uh, I was in church one time and, uh, you know, what we would do, we do for young people's service, we would start off with a half hour of prayer. So I'm praying. And the Lord was dealing with me on how to deal with service that night as far as like the structure of opening up prayer. He wanted me to do something different. So I said, Lord, I hear you, but can you make that chair just move a little bit? So validation for me, it didn't move. As much as I wanted to, it didn't move. And then it came to me clear as, Bell, like, that was the Lord talking to you. The devil is not going to tell you to pray. He's going to tell you not to pray. He's not going to tell you to pray. So I got up with reservation, and I said, Lord, I want us to do something different tonight. You know, I'm walking humbly because I'm scared because I know my church. I said, uh, he's, he's, he wants us to pray this way, blah, blah, blah. We did it. They did. They were, it was when we prayed. The room didn't shake, no lightning, no howling. Somewhere in the middle of service, God started saving souls. You'd be surprised what he'd tell you to do. And it to you it may not make sense, but it's for a reason. You may not, you may not be able to comprehend it, but he's telling you for a reason. Here it is, you're going through with the enemy. And the Lord will tell you, take them out to dinner. Treat them. Pay their bills. Oh, that's the devil. 
uh-uh. We don't get along. That's the devil. Uh-uh. I ain't paying that demon's bills. I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. When we look past the scripture that says your gift should make room for you and bring you before great men. We think that's singing, preaching, prophesying. No, it's not dealing with spiritual gift. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. You see it in the Bible. When Abigail heard that David was coming, what she did? She got a gift. When Jacob knew he had to go home and see Esau, what did he do? He had a gift. You'd be surprised some of the tension you have with people. You might go away if you buy them a gift. <laughs> Trying to help somebody. Trying to help somebody. Here it is. You ain't talked to your sister in 20 years. Y'all beefing because you said her potato salad tastes terrible. She just think you're so negative. Go buy her a gift. Tear down that wall. But God wants to use us. And you already got it. Is there somebody here that's challenging their faith? You've been standing, trusting on God. And you feel like it's just not clicking. I want to pray with you. You don't have to walk up. You can just stand where you're at. And I'll pray with you. You don't have to keep going through the same situation, cycle after cycle, year after year, the same thing. God wants to help you now. And don't take time for him to do it. As quick or as long as you've been going through, it's amazing how quick he can bring you out. You look at Israel, they was going through for 400 years in slavery. But one night, it was the last night. How long are you going to go through? How long are you going to cry? How long are you going to give up when God is able and willing to deliver? And I'm also going to pray that he talk to you. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? I don't want to leave nobody behind. Anybody else? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you see us. You see us in our situations. You see what we've been going through. We need a word from you. Father, speak to us. Speak to us so clear that we can hear you, oh God. Father, we need an answer from you that we can fully trust you like we want to. And Lord, give us victory right now. Victory in our mind, victory in our soul, victory in our being. Father, we know you got an answer right now. And Satan, we bind you. We bind your tricks. We bind your snares. We bind your devices. And we plead the blood of Jesus over you right now. 
Ah, Father, we know that you put faith down on the inside of us. Stir it up. Stir it up to it operates in us. Stir it up till our hands get anointed. Stir it up till our tongue get anointed. That we move like you want us to move. We are your son. We are your daughter. And we want to walk in victory right now. Victories in our home. Victory in our jobs. Victory in our families. Victory within our own lives right now. Use us like never before. Make us to be that mature bride, fully functioning, fully operating right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there somebody here that's not saved? And you want to walk out of here with power that you didn't walk in with? Come on up here. There's deliverance up here. There's anointing up here. There's power up here. You don't have to walk out here the same. If the devil has had you bound, come get deliverance. I don't care what you're going through. I remember my dad said he came, he came one night, he was smoking on his last cigarette. He said, I ain't smoking you no more. God saved him that night. Don't think you come in here till you get delivered. Then you want to give yourself over to the Lord. No. Come in here wounded. Come in here bleeding. Come here with your problems. You don't go to the emergency room heal. You go while you're sick. And they work on you. Come into this emergency room. Well, there is a doctor, and his name is Jesus. And he knows how to deal with every case that sin has plagued you with. Is there somebody? Is there somebody? Come, come, come. Come. Don't walk out the same way. Come. Prayer don't hurt nobody. Come get prayer. Come. Is there somebody here? Anybody? Well, I'm here to encourage you. You already got it. You ain't got to chase it. Believe. Now I'm about to get a little carnal. Remember Matrix? What did he tell Neil? Morpheus said, believe. Believe. You are the one. I'm here to tell you, you are the one. You are the answer to what we're looking for. You are the one. I don't care what your age is. You are the one. Let's thank God for the soul that come forth. Is there somebody else? 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 Come. 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 You need some joy? Come get some joy. You need some happiness? Come get some happiness. You need some peace? Come get some peace. You know, you, some of y'all ain't got no peace, can't sleep, can't do nothing. Church is one of the best places to sleep in. Wake up, feel refreshed. The word is still going in while your eyes is closed. Come. Is there somebody? Is there somebody? 
Thank God for one more soul. One more soul. One more soul. Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else? Another soul. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let somebody pray with her, please. There you go, my sister. Is there somebody else? Somebody else. My son said he saw the best in me. I don't care what nobody said. They may call you no good, but Jesus sees the best in you. Come on up. Come on up. Walk out of here delivered. Walk out of here different. Walk out of here set free. Come, come, come. Come, come. Father, we thank you right now. Got another soul coming. Amen. 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 Put your hands together and take God for these souls. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else? Anybody else? Anybody? 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 Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Father, we thank you. Thank you. If you need somebody to walk with you, ask your neighbor to walk with you. Come, come. Come, come. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the eyes being opened right now. Thank you for making a way right now. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Your battles. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'll Hallelujah. Fight Hallelujah. Your Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you will only Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'll Thank you, Lord. Fight your man. 
with you guys. Thank you for being so kind to my family. I'm excited about what you're doing. You got a great youth leader, and I know the young people want to move here. Keep moving. Keep letting God use you and be on fire for him and invade everywhere you go. Don't you take nothing down. Don't be passive. Don't be no wuss. Fight back. Fight back. Fight back. And let the Lord use you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. What a great word on today. What a powerful word. What an anointed word. Coming from the man of God on today. Letting us know we got it. Many times we don't use what we got. But when the Holy Ghost came, as he said, it came with power. Praise him. And we certainly praise God for our finger and his family. Great family working for the Lord. Amen. Amen. I just, I'm just excited that what, what we heard on today, my faith has been lifted. Praise him. Praise him. Amen. And we are so grateful to the Lord for each of you uh, who came out today to support the service and all of those that are watching on live stream and Facebook. We are grateful to the Lord for you joining us on today. And the word of God letting us know I got it. How many believe you got it? Let me hear somebody say, I got it. If you have the Holy Ghost, you can say, I got it, because the Bible did say that they, when the Holy Ghost comes, you shall have power. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song, I got it, I got it. Something about the Holy Ghost, I don't understand it, but I got it. Oh, hallelujah. We might not understand it all, but we can say, I got it. Oh, I'm glad you got it. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm sanctified. Oh, I'm glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to got it. I'm glad I got it. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost makes you excited. Hallelujah. We have we can be excited with the Holy Ghost. Ah, because it does so much for you. Somebody said it put running in your feet and clapping in your hands. Enjoy your soul. Oh, hallelujah. And it also gives you a mind to live holy. Oh, hallelujah. I got it. I got it. Praise him. Praise him. God is a great God. God is a great God. And how many know he's worthy to be praised? If it had not been for the Lord on our side, the enemy would have swallowed us up. But I'm glad I had the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Elder Finger, for allowing the Lord to use you and speak boldly to us. Amen, amen, amen. And no need to come into the pulpit and sugarcoating the word of God, fearing that you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. But you got to tell it like it is. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, 
God is a great God. God is a great God. The Bible says you should know the truth. And the truth just set you free. But I heard the late Bishop Tyson say one day, you should know the truth. And the truth will make you mad. Praise him. But it's still truth. Praise him. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Praise him. God is a great God. We thank God for this great service on today. Thank you. Let's give God a praise for our youth. Praise him. Uh, you got to let the youth have their way sometimes. I, I said sometimes. Praise him. But no, we certainly thank God for Minister Shaw and, and the job that he's doing with our youth department. And we certainly thank God for those that are working with him. And God is a great God, and we certainly praise God for his goodness and his mercy. And we thank God for each of you. We thank God for our visitors that are here today. We are so pleased that you came to be with us. Amen. We certainly praise God for the Hersey family who lost a family member. Amen. They were finalized on yesterday, and we want to let you know you have my condolences. I wasn't able to be here yesterday, but you know I love you. Amen. And we certainly uh, support you uh, during these times in your life. Amen. God is a great God, and uh, we certainly praise him uh, for this day. We thank God. I want to give kudos to our media staff. Amen. Amen. We just installed a new, 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 new system, and it's all new to them. And uh, and they had to run the council, and, and now of course they did this morning. And I, I they, they, they were amazing. And uh, we certainly thank God. Uh, they had a little glitch yesterday uh, the other, uh, during the council, but they didn't panic. 
They straightened it out and it was kept on moving. Amen. So, so we thank God for them, Sister Desire and her crew up there uh, taking care of us uh, and medium-wise. And so I just wanted to let them know how much I appreciate uh, the effort and the commitment uh, that they are putting into uh, so that we can be on the air. Amen. So that if it wasn't for them, we, you wouldn't be able to hear us on Facebook and live stream. But because of them doing a great job, and I just didn't want to pass that up without letting them know how much I appreciate the great job that they're doing in our media department. Uh, so uh, at uh, this time, is it? All right. So again, we thank God. Uh, for Elder Finger and Lady Finger and the Finger uh, children for the, being with us today. We appreciate you, amen, and we, we love you, and may God bless you. Thank God for everybody, because everybody is somebody, and everybody is important. And I want to ask all the important people to please stand so that we will be able to, amen, dismiss uh, at this time. Father God, we thank you again for your love and your grace and for your mercy. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for your word that you've given us to help us, Lord, not to just be hearers of your word, but that we will be doers of your word also. Strengthen us as we shall go from this place. Watch over us. Keep us. Continue, oh God, let your healing and blessing, oh God, be upon your people. All of those that are sick and afflicted in their body, those that are bereaved, those, oh God, that are going through whatever, but we know that we've got the power, we have the authority to come against the enemy. We praise you today. Keep us and we shall be kept. Bless us and we shall be blessed. Until we meet again, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest rule. And abide with us now, henceforth and forever. And every heart say, praise the Lord, everybody.